It's almost time for Florida Gators football once again as tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, the Gators take on the Gamecocks. We'll talk keys to victory, and we'll wrap up with our three biggest stars of the game. Told you I've been watching hockey only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get Tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Getting right into the offensive keys to victory. Run the damn ball, preferably with Damian Pierce, and I know that I talk a lot about feeding Damian Pierce a lot, give, giving him the ball in any ways he can, wide runs, inside runs, throwing it to him, I don't give a damn. That is not a knock on any of our other running backs, not Malik Davis, not Naquan Wright, not Lorenzo Lingard, nobody, not Demarcus Bowman, I don't care who it is, hell, bring Iverson Clement back, I don't care, it's not a knock on any of them, it's just Damian Pierce has been so good and so exceptional this season that he deserves more touches. South Carolina struggles to make secure tackles, which sound familiar, and bring down runners on the first shot. Put in our best tackle breaker. Our, I don't want to say he's the most elusive back, but he is the most... Uh, He's the most creative back at this point. He is the guy that gets those tough yards, whether it's running through tackles, making men miss. He does that. Let him do his thing against South Carolina's linebackers, who, again, have, I believe it's five defenders with over 14% missed tackle percentage, meaning that 14% of the tackles they go for, they screw it up. So that's something that we really got to keep an eye on here. Get the ball to Damian Pierce. And the next thing to do is come out in a lot of bunch sets. That's what I want to see from this team, which is real. It's, it's a little weird to bring up because it's not usually something that I'll talk about, but South Carolina, like I've mentioned, runs a lot of man coverage. They've been running a lot of man all year, which is great for them. Go ahead, go nuts with it. And that that's fine, but it hurts our ability to run wide receiver screens like the Gators do because the Gators love wide receiver screens, whether it's out wide or bubbles, usually bubbles, but they love running wide receiver screens. Man defense is how you can stop those screens because, of course, you're probably lining up if there's three receivers on a side, three corner, three DBs on a side, and then you got two blocking, one free defender to come in and make the play on the screen, man. So, Wide receiver screens will probably get neutralized at least a little bit by man coverage here. But if you come out in bunch frequently, that prevents the defense from playing press coverage with any sort of consistency because you can't be that close up, that bunched up, because then it's simply just run some kind of crossing pattern and everybody's going to get screwed up by it. But it could also cause some communication errors defensively, which would be wonderful. And if you come out in bunch, of course, and the defense is playing man coverage, 
you can cause some communication errors because, hey, maybe they think they're passing off to another man. And then you got two corners covering one receiver, one receiver running wide open. So coming out in bunch sets is going to be more crucial than usual for this team. Luckily, we or not even necessarily bunch exclusively, but coming out in trips can do a similar thing if it's a kind of tightish uh, trips, but not bunch. You know, it, it, it's things like that where coming out in trips for the Gators will be big for us, which we see them do a lot. We see, you know, on one side from outside to in, it'll be Jacob Copeland, Justin Shorter, and Trent Whitmore, or Rick Wells. And, and we'll see that happen. And that's fantastic to do. And even quads coming out and overloading one side, getting mixed up and hopefully causing a miscommunication or they trip into each other or you run, you run a little bit of a rub route. Who's I'm not going to snitch. I don't care. And the final key to victory for the Gators Get the tight ends involved. And, you know, obviously I'm primarily talking about Kimura Gamble here, but Keon Zipper can get involved as well. He was more involved last week in the game plan than he was in any other week. I don't know if that's going to remain to be an Anthony Richardson exclusive thing, who we don't know yet if he's playing, by the way, or if it's going to be an Emory Jones with just Kimura Gamble, or we get Keon Zipper in this game plan as well. But when a team plays a lot of man defense, it usually means that there's a mismatch somewhere. It's oftentimes with linebackers and linebackers lining up against tight ends or running backs and getting them in space. Because, of course, linebackers oftentimes not quick enough to deal with running backs. They, they can't be quick enough or sometimes they're not quick enough to deal with tight ends. Can't put safeties on them because then tight ends are too big for them. So for Florida, it's probably going to be at tight end this week because whether or not South Carolina wants to put a linebacker or safety on Kimura Gamble, he is one of those guys he can create that mismatch. So he's too big for safeties to handle consistently, like I said. And he's got some, I don't want to say he's got a lot of wiggle to him because he, he doesn't. He's not one of those guys. But he's got a lot of nuance to his routes that could be linebackers handily. He's one of those guys where, Kind of not that he reminds me of Jason Witten, but the way that he runs his routes and gets open is Jason Witten esque, where he's not out running you. He's not shaking you at your cleats. But guess what? He's somehow, and in an inexplicable way, he's getting open against the defense consistently. And that could be Kimori Gamble this week against South Carolina. He could be our mismatch because I don't think any of our receivers are real mismatches aside from just saying, hey, throw it up and let Justin Shorter, Jacob Copeland, Xavier Henderson fight for it and try to come down with it because they are good jump ball receivers, but they aren't those just general mismatches like Kimori Gamble could be this week. We could see Naquan Wright get involved in the passing game a lot more than we're used to because he is, I think, our best receiving back out there. He can play slot. He can move around. He might play slot. I don't know. We don't know yet what Rick Wells' status is for this game. He did not play against Georgia. So we don't know if maybe maybe we see a little bit of Naquan Wright moving around, get him on the field a little bit. You know, I grew up around the block from McDonald's. You guys know that by now. I've mentioned it frequently. I still live around the block from one, but that is a different one. I used to go two to three times a week after school when I was a kid. It'd be me, my two best friends. We'd go. We'd hang out with the manager who would talk Jets or Giants, which is obviously my preference. We'd do that for just hours on end at times and we'd go back to my house we'd play video games for hours i wasn't a good student i was a bit of a ne'er-do-well sorry I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say that again i know i said it yesterday but i'm just letting you know but yeah we'd always go we'd hang out it, it was great because i felt like the manager there was a friend to me when i was a kid even though he was an 
not an adult, but he, he was like 20 working there. And you know, I'm, I got some the other day, so I'm going to refrain from getting some tonight, but I might still get some tonight. Why not? It's, it's the weekend. Let's celebrate it. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Locked On Gators watch party? But I'm loving it. Now we're going to take a look at some defensive keys. But first, thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available free and daily wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking at defensive keys, defensive line pressure is going to be the biggest key for me for our defense in this game. South Carolina has already said, hey, we won't announce a starting quarterback before Saturday which is whatever, dude. Like, Florida did that last week. You're so cool. So I don't care about that. South Carolina won't announce a game plan for a starting quarterback. Fine. They should do what what people thought Georgia should do. Georgia, the thought was, Georgia should game plan for Anthony Richardson. And then, you know, if Anthony Richardson doesn't play, then the game plan will still work for Emory. But you can't game plan for Emory and think it'll work for Anthony Richardson. But here, Florida should just game plan for whichever quarterback they think because I don't think either of them are different enough to really cause a problem whether it's Zeb Nolan who's recovering from knee surgery which is why he's not playing full snaps so Zeb Nolan or Jason Brown I don't care I think if you game plan for one of them you game plan for both of them so that that's fine getting pressure from just rushing four is the easiest way to throw off any of their quarterbacks I don't care who it is, Zeb Nolan, uh, Jason Brown. I don't care if it's the freshman Gauthier that they're thinking about starting. doesn't matter. Getting pressure is a near surefire way to disrupt any quarterback, no matter who it is. Even Brady struggles when he gets some pressure in there consistently. So getting defensive line pressure here is huge for the Gators, and I don't mean blitzing. I, I, I don't mean that's specifically why I said defensive line pressure. I don't mean blitzing. I think it's important to have seven guys back in coverage, but getting defensive line pressure allows you to drop seven back with any sort of consistency that you want as often as you want. And, you know, still not be shooting yourself in the foot there. Playing press coverage, please is the next defensive key to victory. Please, please, just just please, but play press coverage. That's all I want from you. Whether it's press man or zone, I don't give a damn. That means nothing to me. Although South Carolina has been pretty solid against zone defenses this year, that still, my point, whether it's press man or zone, just play press. Because this goes very hand-in-hand hand with getting defensive line pressure consistently. Because if you can, if you play press coverage, you can, you know, slow receivers routes down a little bit, meaning that the quarterback needs to hold onto the ball just, just a little longer. And when you've got a defensive line as strong as ours, just a little longer goes a long way for our defensive line to get pressure, force whichever quarterback out of the pocket, make him run, make him try to make a play. And if you've got seven in coverage, probably going to be zone at this point, then hey. Why, why not just let them let them get out into space and then whoever's in the flat zone can come up and make the play on the quarterback. So pl- uh, playing press coverage here, that gives you a lot because it makes the quarterback be patient. And if you make the quarterback be patient and wait for things to happen, your defensive line can make plays, especially when you've got such a strong defensive line 
like the Gators do. And I've mentioned it incessantly. I'm going to mention it in the third segment too. Gators have a very strong defensive line. The South Carolina Gamecocks, their interior offensive line specifically is very bad, specifically at pass blocking. So getting that pressure is is huge. So playing press coverage, disrupting routes a little bit, making plays take longer to develop and letting your defensive line get in is an easy key to victory here. And the final key to victory is wrap a mother father up, please. Just, just, I said it yesterday, you know, you take your arms and you go like that and you wrap them up and you make the tackle because I get it. I get it. Trust me. I talk about missed tackles a lot, but guess what? I wouldn't talk about missed tackles a lot if this Gators team didn't miss tackles a lot. Like it's really bad. I've mentioned it so many times. It is the most fundamental part of football. When you think about football, you don't think running back. You don't think passing. You don't think anything but tackle. You don't think coverage instantly. 99% of the people, if you say, what is one feature of football or what is one word you associate with football, it's probably going to be tackle, hit, something like that. Something along the lines of making a tackle, making a defensive play here. And that's what we're talking about here. Make a tackle. That is what I want you to do. Take your arms, wrap up the ball carrier, bring him to the ground. It is as simple as that. South Carolina Gamecocks are simply put, not an explosive team. They do not have an explosive offense. They're not great with getting yards after the catch. That is just a simple fact of the matter. Would it be cool for them if they were better at it? Sure. But they aren't. They suck at it. So don't make it easier for a bad team to get yards after the catch, yards after contact as a running back. It's as simple as that. You have a good defensive team. You have a bad offensive team that you're playing against or below average offensive team that you're playing against. Do not make things easier on them. That's why I don't want you to blitz because if you blitz, you're more likely to give up a big play somewhere in the defensive backfield or the secondary. You're more likely to give up a big play there. If you blitz, I want cover too. I want to dare you to take a deep shot into coverage. So that's why I'm saying I, I, I don't want blitzes. I want defensive line pressure. I want press coverage because you don't got a blitz and you slow down the offense's rhythm and you make them hold the ball and then you get to hit them more. You follow, and then I want you to wrap a ball carrier up for once this season because this especially is a game where we are not playing these explosive backs like we played against Georgia and Alabama, which we did a fantastic job at, or LSU with Tyrion Davis-Prince. None of that. None of that. You got South Carolina. who They, they got some dudes, but they don't have enough dudes that you go, Okay, like we gotta watch. Like it's not like Kentucky where it's like, okay, like Wondell Robinson is like, we've gotta watch him. South Carolina doesn't have that guy where you've gotta really like that strikes fear into your heart. So as a defense, you just wrap them up and take away the big plays there. Don't make sloppy tackles. Grab the guy right at the waist. I'm saying look at his waist and boom, drive and just finish the play there. And South Carolina's offense is going to be completely neutralized at that point if you don't make things easy for them. Did anybody else make money this past weekend? I made money this morning already. I'll tell you, I bet on Korean basketball. Bet online. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports actions. Obviously, 
Florida's been screwing me up a bit this year. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, it, it's been, it's been, it's it's had me down bad. But Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. But I do mean props on almost anything. You can bet on who's going to be the top hitter for a cricket team. I'm sorry if that's the wrong terminology, but that's what I've been seeing a lot on the odds boosters. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space. Oh, and I don't know about you guys, but I am constantly watching sports now. Like I'm watching football. And we've got football every day through Thanksgiving. I'm watching basketball. I'm watching, well, not not baseball anymore. I'm starting to watch hockey. I was watching European soccer yesterday. I've got plans to watch EuroLeague basketball today. So I'm constantly snacking. Built Bar is the choice that is the snack that I'm choosing. Sorry. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like this guy over here. That is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and most importantly, high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy Built Bar if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now we're going to take a look at some three stars. I don't know why I said some. Three stars because... Like I said, I've been watching hockey recently, and it's like they do that, and it's kind of cool. So some Gators that I – or the three Gators that I think will be star players this week or focal points or big keys, basically individual keys to victory here. First up, Kamori Gamble. I mentioned him in the first segment. I mentioned him the other day. I'm going to keep mentioning him. I think against this South Carolina defense, Kamori Gamble – is going to be the guy that gives us that mismatch better than any receivers will give us, better than any running backs besides Naquan Wright will give us. But I also don't trust this Gators coaching staff to put Naquan Wright in the position to succeed because, well, they haven't done that with any of our running backs this year, really. So why would they start now? I'm not going to trust them. So I'm going to say Kimori Gamble is our guy. Could be Keon Zipperer, but I don't know why he'd be playing over Kimori Gamble because that just doesn't make sense. And assuming that Emory Jones is the quarterback, Emory and Kimori and Kimori have shown that they've got pretty good chemistry together. They, they've just shown that. You know, Kimori Gamble, he's also been heating up recently, and Kimori Gamble's made some highlight plays. He's been in highlight plays. Uh, lead blocking for the split zone read, baby, which if Amory's the quarterback, I would expect to see at least a bit of, especially with, you know, Amory's, that's how he's had his biggest, that's how Amory's had his biggest runs this year through that split zone read with Kimori Gamble as his lead blocker. So I would not put it past this team if Kimori Gamble's in there. And if, and if Emory Jones is in there to run split zone read quite a bit because it works. It's not as effective as counter trap is against the Coral Gators, but uh, it, it it works for sure. The next star, Javon Dexter. And I definitely think that Antonio Valentino and Daquan Newkirk will both be impact players in tomorrow's game. I think they're both going to have huge impacts. However, I think Javon Dexter is the bigger impact D lineman here 
because I mentioned this. I mentioned it Wednesday. I mentioned it yesterday. I mentioned it last segment that the Gamecocks, the South Carolina Gamecocks, have a very, very bad interior offensive line. And I mentioned that we need to get defensive line pressure. So if we need to get defensive line pressure, and South Carolina has a bad interior offensive line, shouldn't our best interior pass rusher this season be a star or an impact player for this game? And that's Jermon Dexter. He Look, Antonio Valentino, Daquan Newkirk, great players. I love them. But Jermon Dexter has been causing havoc against everybody as an interior pass rusher. And I don't think that that would change at all considering the matchup. He just he looks like he's going to have a monster game. If you look at the trajectory that he's been going at and how inconsistent, and not even inconsistent, just how bad the South Carolina interior offensive line has been, no matter who Jermon Dexter lines up against, no matter whether he's the zero, one, two, I don't care, three, I don't, I, don't, I don't care. No matter where he lines up and no matter who he's matched up against, I, I don't see a way in which Trevon Dexter doesn't have a big game this week. I, I, and I'm not saying stat-wise, but I'm saying pressures. He's, he's going to get in the backfield. He's going to impact the game in more ways than one because I get that I've been talking about his pass rush. But as a run defender, he's going to get there too because he doesn't know what play is coming. He's just saying... I'm going to get in the backfield and he's going to do it because he's that damn good. And the final star, I mentioned it Wednesday and I mentioned it yesterday and I'm going to mention it right now. And I think I mentioned it earlier today too. Jeremiah Moon is my third star. And I, I said it, the Gamecocks keep tight end Nick Muse in to pass block a lot. I believe it's 24.4% of all passing plays that Nick Muse is on the field for. He is an additional blocker, which makes sense because this South Carolina offensive line, I realize I've been talking a lot about their interior offensive line, but their tackles as well have really struggled pass blocking this year. So keep Nick Muse in and you have six pass blockers. Of course, that makes it a lot harder to get open men, but it is what it is. I think the best way to handle Nick Muse being used as a Nick Muse being used, love that one. Nick Muse being used as an additional pass blocker is to just say, okay, Nick Muse is on the right side, he's on the left side. Jeremiah Moon is on that same side as him. I mentioned Jeremiah Moon is he's an interior linebacker now, he's an inside linebacker, but prior to that, he was an edge rusher. So if you've got Nick Muse pass blocking, put Jeremiah Moon there and either say, look. You can pass. You can pass a rush at that point if if Nick Muse is pass blocking, and you can try to get into the backfield and make a play, or you can drop into coverage and be a free defender at that point, and you know make a play, go rover. I don't care at that. Point. Or you can give him an assigned zone and say, hey, if he's pass blocking and you don't want to rush, then go to the flat or go to wherever you want to go. Play the seams. I don't care. But Jeremiah Moon should have a big impact on this game, assuming that he gets used in this role or or some kind of variation of this role of saying, hey, or whoever the linebacker is that will be lined up against Nick Muse is going to be an impact player. I think it should be Jeremiah Moon. I don't think Tyron Hopper is as good a pass rusher. I don't think any other linebacker is as good a pass rusher as Jeremiah Moon is. And he also gives you some good versatility as a pass rusher, run defender, and in coverage. In coverage, he's not great. But guess what? We don't have a linebacker that's good in coverage. So I don't care if Jeremiah Moon is the guy there. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. Don't miss out on Monday's episode where we will have a full game review. And don't forget that tomorrow, immediately following the game, I will have a Locked On Now minute reaction to it. Now make your second listen, Locked On SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy of Sports 790. It is free and available on all platforms. For Locked On Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out my pin tweet and let Locked On know why Gator Nation is the best fan base in all of college football. And I will see you all well, tomorrow for a minute and then Monday for a full episode.